Hello, Brooklyn. My name is Julia Weeks, and I am one of your hosts of Navy Yard Neighbor Brooklyn. We are a neighborhood beat highlighting local people and places to create community and belonging at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Uh, we have a really exciting show for you tonight. Uh, my co-host and my partner, Isra Panon, will be doing um, some backstage production work in StreamYard. But again, we have a great guest. We have co-founder and executive director, Tommy Safian of ReFoundry on with us. And um, just a little bit of, of a quick intro. I met Tommy um, when I, uh, when Isra and myself did a tour of uh, ReFoundry that was actually put on by one of our first guests on the program, Turnstile Tours. So they do um, kind of these monthly tours of dif different vendors and businesses in the Navy Yard. And so we got to go and see what ReFoundry was all about. We got to meet Tommy and some of the folks in the program and see their workshop and just learn about their mission. And we loved it so much, we wanna share it with all of you. So if you'll please give me a, a warm welcome, uh, we're gonna bring Tommy on right now. Hi, how are you? Okay, how are you? Great. Um, so how, how are you? I mean, you know, we kind of start out like this, just asking you, how are you doing during this time? How is your family? Um, tell, tell us what's going on. Well, thank you. Um, been very fortunate, all things considered. Uh, my family's generally doing very well. Um, work has been remained really busy, engaging and impactful. So um, I'm thankful for that. How have, I hope you all have been safe and healthy. Yes, we've been um, safe and healthy too. So certainly just counting our blessings um, and happy to be in New York and just happy to be um, celebrating the neighborhood. So we wanna kind of get right to it. We want you to introduce yourself and tell people who you are and what you do. Uh, so my name's Tommy Safian. I'm the co-founder and executive director of ReFoundry, which is a new, uh, startup organization in criminal justice um, and our mission is to provide formerly incarcerated people with the skills and opportunities to achieve financial independence and become leaders and job creators in our communities that's wonderful well we want to share uh, with people what you guys are all about so you were just featured on a PIX11 news segment so I am going to show folks that uh, right now so they can get a get a bit more of an idea of what you guys do at Refoundry. Um, so let me pull that up. If I can, just yeah. this, is, this story is about what we're doing now during COVID-19. It's not exactly. formal or usual programming. Yes, great, great. Thank you for that addition. So let me just um, share our screen and um, we will get to it. The Refoundry gives formerly incarcerated people a second chance. The organization all about helping make change. And tonight they're giving back in a special way to take care of people behind bars during the pandemic. Changemakers, brought to you by Adapt Community Network. Empowering people through innovative solutions one person at a time. We change. Giving people a second chance by providing skills and opportunity. That's the mission of Refoundry created by Tommy Safian and Cisco Panito. We train formerly incarcerated people to repurpose discarded materials into home furnishings and mentor them into their own businesses or career track jobs. 
The program involved three stages over the period of a year. So far, 10 businesses have been born with the help of Refoundery, giving jobs to more than 125 people. We first learned about the Refoundery back in 2016. So as they're imbuing these, these materials with new value, they're feeling they're imbuing themselves with new value. When I spoke with Tommy at their location in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Now, though, you're uh, adding something else as a result of the pandemic and COVID-19. We were forced by COVID-19 uh, to put our on-site programming on hiatus. So we launched something called Makers Make Masks that enlists formerly incarcerated people who were homebound because of the pandemic to help combat a public health crisis by sewing reusable, washable masks for the most vulnerable people in our society, the incarcerated and the homeless. These masks are being donated to homeless support services in Los Angeles and Rikers Island here in New York, where more than 850 masks have already been delivered. With the help of grants and donations, Refoundery set up 20 formerly incarcerated workers with the sewing machines, pre-cut fabrics, technical support, and training. So this is a sample of the mask. It's This is the inside, which is a softer fabric. It's thick, but breathable. How important is it for the people who are actually doing the sewing and were formerly incarcerated to understand how needed they are? This allows, provides people with the opportunity um, to demonstrate their value um, to themselves and to their communities and to society. Um, and it really does mean a lot. Well, thank you so much. Well, once the pandemic ends, Tommy says Refoundry plans on launching a second location in Los Angeles and also moving into a new space at the Brooklyn Navy Yard as well. He says they expect to have around 45 formerly incarcerated people training at each one of their locations when they're able to relaunch. Amazing. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for uh, doing that interview with Tamsin and thanks to the folks for um, hanging in there while we showed it to people. So um, we just want to learn a little bit more about you, about Refoundry. Um, kind of the first question is, how did you get, um, you know, interested, passionate about criminal justice reform and helping formerly incarcerated people? Well, thank you for showing the video and thank you for that question. Um, uh, I, the Refoundry was co-founded by myself and a longtime friend and colleague, Cisco Pinedos, based out in Los Angeles. And we did not have uh criminal justice on our radar we're in the furniture business and uh i was called in uh to uh, consult to help a re-entry organization at the time i didn't know what a re-entry organization did it's an organization that helps people coming home from incarceration to reacclimate into society and um they were wanted to open a social enterprise in furniture they hired me as a consultant and uh, I brought in Cisco as an advisor. And like most Americans, we knew that the criminal justice system was dysfunctional, but we really had no idea how bad it was, uh, particularly on the post-incarceration side, where very few people get jobs or even less get living wage jobs, 75% return to incarceration. And we just saw a tremendous amount of waste and not, uh, not a lot of innovation and not a lot of private sector principles that we thought uh, could benefit and improve the process. So we founded, Refo founded Refoundry um, with the intention of bringing 
our experience, craft, commerce, and entrepreneurship to this community, and then bringing in partners with the expertise that we didn't have. We love that. Um, we just love your mission and what you do. How long um, have you been at the Brooklyn Navy Yard? Uh, I know you said you started out in Los Angeles, but what was kind of your journey and trajectory towards the space that you're in now at the Navy Yard? So we started out uh, in a space at Fortune Society, another large reentry organization in Queens. And we had gotten some press about what we were doing and uh, the Navy Yard contacted us and in, invited us to, um, to relocate there to a much larger space, which we did. That was back in early 2016 and we completed our pilot there. Um, and we are now, uh, we were expecting to relaunch in earlier this year, but the pandemic put all that on hiatus. Um, and we hope to be able to relaunch the full program at the Navy Yard right above Wegmans uh, in the early to mid fall, um, serving three cohorts of 12 to 15 people a year. Wonderful. And so how long has um, the workshop in the Navy Yard? It's been closed um, prior to the pandemic or just kind of in March as the pandemic started? I know you guys um, are moving space, like you said, you're moving spaces at the Navy Yard. Right. Well, we had our pilot at the Navy Yard. Once the pilot was completed, we had to raise funds. Got it. Watch the full program. So that took some time. Mm -hmm. and now we are we have those, we've raised those funds enough to start the program here in New York. In Los Angeles, we started in August, but again, the pandemic has put that on hold. So yeah, the pandemic's put a dent in a lot of people's plans, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so we hope that that's um, you know moving out the door shortly. Um, you know, fingers crossed, knocking on wood for the vaccine. How many people actually graduated from the pilot program then in the Navy Yard? How, how many were in we that had, class? We had seven, uh, uh, seven people in Los Angeles, five people in Brooklyn. Great. And can you tell um, our viewers who are just really watching from everywhere? It seems we have uh, viewers tuning in from Florida, from Memphis, from Philadelphia. Um, from Ramsey, New Jersey. So thank you everybody so much for watching. Uh, please share this broadcast. If, um, if you haven't already, click the like on uh, Facebook, share it, spread the word. Um, so yeah, can you tell us, you know, what are the graduates doing currently? Do you still keep in contact with them? Kind of, you know, uh, more about Refoundry's mission. So we do keep in touch with all our, our pilot graduates and support them right now all of them are homebound. Mm -hmm. um, so in New York, um, we've had uh, participants. Our goal is to get participants into starting their own business in their own communities and providing opportunity and economic development in those communities. However, not everyone wants to take that path. So some of our participants are working in other businesses for in both in for-profit and not-for-profit um, in Los Angeles most everybody went into uh, their own business from the pilot and um, those businesses are all doing very well but again contracting uh, now during this 
economic crisis brought on by COVID-19. Excellent. And, um, you know, kind of to touch on what you're saying, as far as, um, you know, you, you had a huge, um, well, I think it's huge, but I think your space that you're moving into will be certainly uh, bigger, but just a really mm -hmm. um, nice woodworking space over at the Navy Yard where people would, um, where participants of the program would learn um, to, to use this um, this wood. And, and so it's in, imperfect wood and they would just make these beautiful pieces of furniture. Um, and it was just a really incredible process. I know, um, like I was saying, kind of in the introduction, we met through Turnstile Tours because I believe they were giving an open house of your space. Um, yeah. And I just fell in love not only with the um, furniture, but with the, the craftsmen, you know, with the people who are making the goods. So how, I mean, how does that, you know, work that um, these formerly incarcerated people find out about the program um, and they submit an application? Yeah, well, we we recruit from other reentry organizations in uh, New York who do a very good job welcoming, welcoming people back home, setting up them up with the social services they're eligible for, things like that, helping them get housing. Um, and we recruit from those places. We do have a, a uh, you know, an interview process. We we invest a lot in people. This program is anywhere from three year three months to a year, and we pay people living wages. It's a full time, and so we want that investment that we put into people, and for them, the investment they put into Refoundry to pay off. So there is a recruitment process. It's not for everybody. Um, and we really focus on craft, commerce, and entrepreneurship. Um, in craft, we immediate, and there's a 10 point uh, life skills program as well, that we have a lot of partners come in and provide uh, great um, help. So for example, um, uh, uh, Shake Shack helps provide hospitality training. Um, uh, and and the moth will help us uh, with uh, building narratives and public speaking for people. Um, and we we concentrate on craft um, because we feel everybody, it's just part of being a human being, working with your hands and making things. It's how we got from banging a stick on the ground to where we are today in a relatively short amount of time. Um, and we we train people to make, home furnishings out of discarded salvaged materials. Um, and we do that for three reasons. One, it's uh, less expensive. Two, it's environmentally responsible. And three, it has particular impact for our participants who describe themselves often as feeling like garbage, as feeling discarded and thrown away by society. So when they take material that other people have said has no value and have thrown away, and they use their own industry, creativity, and purpose to make, to bring, to put value into that, to make something of value, it has real meaning and impact for them. Um, and then when they go out into the world and the marketplace and they show that material, those pieces that they've made and sell it, um, it brings them a sense of accomplishment, self-esteem and status that they didn't really have before. And, and the space of that, that 
transaction is really kind of the linchpin of the program in a lot of ways, because when you have a transaction, it's a mutual recognition of value that's objective. If it's not objective, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, so when that transaction happens very often in our program, hand to hand, face to face between two people who don't have a lot of contact in our society, who very often have stereotypical um, denigrating views of each other. Um, it, it helps build, uh, creates the space to build a recognition of common interests, empathy, familiarity, all the building blocks of community. And so as impactful as that process is for our participants, it's often equally impactful for their customers. Oh, it absolutely is. And I can just um, tell you firsthand, um, from, I know you had shown um, some of the furniture at the Brooklyn Flea. Um, you saw some furniture um, that participants have made at uh, ABC Furniture. I don't know if that uh, furniture store is um, still there. We're going to show actually a, a link to your store right now where you can see some of the um, stuff that folks have made. I mean, it's just incredible because it is real. Um, you know, it feels artisanal almost, you know, um, but like you said, it's better for the environment. Um, it's just such a wonderful cause. And you know that it's made with love and made by actual people, um, which I think goes a long way. So I just want to pull up the online store and um, share with people. Can, can you tell um, what vendors, though, um, do sell the, the stuff? Well, in our pilots, we really concentrated on flea markets, selling mm -hmm. face to face. So um, we worked with Brooklyn Flea, um, who donated space for us, and we sold mostly through that venue. These pieces here were made in the Los Angeles program, mm -hmm. um, and they're featured in online sales right now because of COVID. They're really only available in the LA area. I see. But once um, things lift, we'll start again selling in at flea markets, selling to other stores, and continue online on our on our platform and on other platforms. This is uh, beautiful pieces of um, work and craftsmanship. I'm curious when uh, participants come into the program, do they have any previous like woodworking skills, um, you know, crafts, craftsman skills, or is it new to them? Or have they done some of this maybe while they've been incarcerated? Or is it both? Some have done things while they're have had this experience while they're incarcerated. Um, there are wood shops and welding shops and sewing shops in in inside some prisons. Um, but they don't need that experience. We teach that. And we like that teaching the, the production um, often mirrors a lot of what they're learning in the life skills and vice versa. Um, so there it's very it's a very integrative program in that way. Um, and the participants really seem to absorb and appreciate a lot of the life skills we're teaching as they see it reflected in the production education they're getting and vice versa. Great. Well, I know um, we've kind of touched on this, how the coronavirus has impacted uh, Refoundry since your workshops are shut down. So people are no longer, um, you know, creating and making these beautiful crafts. So you guys have kind of transitioned um, into mask making. Uh, like we saw at the top of the um, half hour with the video. So if you could tell people, how did that kind of evolve? Um, where are those masks being distributed? I guess people are making them at home. Um, mm -hmm. 
we just love to hear about that. Yeah. So thank you for that question. Yeah. We, you know, our programs, our full programs have, will have uh, woodworking, welding and sewing. And you can't obviously do that. It's a very hands-on program. So COVID kind of threw a wrench in that. Um, and we, we anticipated pretty early that COVID was going to be a, a big problem. So before the shutdown, we had moved people um, to uh, remote learning and um, we were able to teach them and inform them about uh, what they were eligible for, all the safety things. So fortunately, none of no one has come. None of our participants or graduates have come down with with the uh, virus. Um, but we had to think of something else that they could do. Um, and with a grant from J.P. Morgan Chase and further support from Brooklyn Community Foundation and Robin Hood Foundation we were able to create a program where we could send homebound participants, uh, sewing machines, materials, um, technical support for those who needed it. And we got volunteer mentors for instruction to sew masks as we knew that this was a great need and a particular need in incarcerated communities and in homeless communities. So, uh, the masks that are being made are being donated through a partnership with in New York, through a partnership with the New York City Department of Corrections to people working and people who are incarcerated at Rikers Island. In Los Angeles, we're distributing them through a partner, um, Shower of Hope, to homeless people, people who are experiencing homelessness. That's so, so important. Um, do you know how many people at Rikers Island have contracted the coronavirus? There, that that information is not generally made public. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of states, in fact, don't even when they report their their infections, don't include their incarcerated population. So the, it's really an unknown. But we do know that because of the close quarters, where social distancing is not possible because of the hygiene restrictions mm -hmm. there, um, that it is a, a, a serious problem. Um, and every mask that's produced and distributed saves lives. So our participants here are really feeling, uh, really feel that they're contributing to a society-wide problem and helping people from their own community, um, people who are, are incarcerated as they formerly were. That's incredible, it really is. I mean, they are giving um, back so much and they are essential. I mean, the people who make the mask are um, certainly essential workers. So we want to thank them and thank you um, for the work that you're doing because it is, um, it's so important right now. Um, I, the, the, all the fabric is remnant fabric that's donated um, by Cisco Home and Cisco mm -hmm. Manufacturing in Los Angeles and shipped here and used in LA. Um, and all the masks are fabric they're reusable, they're washable. And I believe ours are the first and maybe the only fabric masks that have gotten into Rikers Island. Wow, that's incredible. Are the masks also for sale for individuals? Say if I wanted to buy a mask or if someone watching wanted to buy a mask? Right now we're really dedicating um, all the masks being made to the community that we're connected to are really in, 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 in high mm -hmm. prices. 
Um, we do hope when we start restart the program that we would integrate the mask making into one of the crafts that we do, and then we would sell through our website or other distributors. That's great. But right now, we are just providing to people who are incarcerated and to people who are homeless. Who need them the most, absolutely. Well, I love the way they look and the style and the fabric, so um, I'm certainly gonna be on top of that. So uh, when they hit the website, I'm on it, um, definitely. So um, another question is for you is just, you know, how can we help Refoundry right now? What can we do as citizens, as neighbors, um, to provide support um, to you? And, um, and yeah, if you could talk about that, that would be great. Well, um, while these, while the funds we get from support from foundations are great, we need additional support. So we want to grow the program much larger. Um, so we have a GoFundMe campaign uh, that people can contribute to. There we also have on our website a donation tab. Um, and in-kind donations, uh, what we need now most are sewing machines. Um, uh, there's, there's the GoFundMe campaign there. Uh, sewing machines, uh, fabrics. And one of the things that we learned, uh, that we realized when we did this, is we, can, we can't use fabrics with colors because the, the, the New York City Department of Corrections is concerned about how gangs associate with color mm -hmm. and create problems. So we're really looking for fabrics that are white, gray, tan, beige, and black. That's what's allowed in. So all our masks are made with those, only fabrics of those colors. Great. Um, so, uh, yeah, so again, anyone who's interested in, in, in being a mentor, uh, who knows how to sew, being a mentor, a sewing mentor to the participants in the Makers Make Masks program. And again, sewing machines, materials, fabrics, all that is very helpful. Wonderful. And, um, and then we just want to ask you kind of, we kind of ask all of our guests this is, uh, what does community mean to you? You know, what, what does mean, I can't speak, I'm tongue tied. Um, what, what does it mean to be, you know, a tenant at the Brooklyn Navy Yard? Um, and if you could speak to that. Thank you. That's a, that's a really good question. In general, what community means to me is being seen and listened to by those around you and in your community, both small and community starts in, in the family um, and your neighborhood and your city and your state and your country and the world. Um, and in all of those communities, being seen and being listened to, I think is, and, and, and the empathy that is built from that is what community means most, how I mostly define community. In the being in the Navy Yard has been an unbelievable blessing. Um, the, that community there, um, from the other tenants, from the leadership, from the maintenance crew to the security crew, are all so supportive of Refoundry and of each other. And we have, um, it's, it's, it's just a great environment there. It's filled with other makers who face the same issues and the same obstacles and have great empathy and admiration for what we're doing. 
um, and have been great in providing materials, supplies, uh, mentorships um, to our to our to our participants and to our program. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful community. And and I would say for our participants, that welcoming, that sense of of being in something together and not and not only in 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 a, a similar uh, activity and endeavor, but also in the same space. Mm -hmm. um, and the Navy Yard is is actually self enclosed. It's gated off, and it's actually a very good transition point for a lot of our participants because there's a there's a familiarity with being in that enclosed environment um, that uh, coming home from prison and, and re-entering society for people who have been in prison for a long time can be very frightening and intimidating. Um, even crossing the street can be overwhelming. So to be able to be in a place that is supportive and safe and secure where you're accepted and that is enclosed, that does have that kind of warmth and familiarity part of incarceration in a diff very different version of it, um, a, more, a much more positive version, um, has been very um, supportive and, and enhanced the program, I think, for the participants. I think you just said that so eloquently, and I think that that's what most of us um, you know, want is just to be seen and to be heard. And so I love that as um, one of our viewers just commented is just to see each other as human beings um, is just so yeah. important and to have empathy for one another. And I think um, that's what we're really trying to do with, um, you know, this channel that we've created here and just want to um, tell people about, um, you know, the people in our neighborhood, the business owners in our neighborhood um the entrepreneurs in our neighborhood because there are so many stories that um need to be shared and i couldn't agree more with you um about the the navy yard just being such a welcoming hub um for craftsmanship technology entrepreneurship um so please 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 come and visit um go go check out refoundry um when you can book a turnstile tour um to your new workspace it might not be until next year um, but you guys just have such a wonderful mission and, um, thank you so much for doing the work. So, um, we just appreciate it so much. Thank you for starting this, uh, program and for inviting us onto it. It's really been great. It's an honor and it's great to see the kind of support that you're giving to makers throughout the Navy Yard and the community. Well, thanks so much, Tommy, for coming on. If you could just kind of end with how people can find uh, how people can find Refoundry, um, just your website on social media, that would be great. Yeah, we're at refoundry.org, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, and uh, they're all really engaging posts and videos on all those platforms. So please visit us, follow us and uh, get engaged and involved Excellent. in any way you can. Excellent. I, I, I can say one thing too, is that when we do start um, up again and we are producing, our participants are producing a lot of furniture, it is a great way. Everybody knows uh, in the country now, I think, how what, what terrible waste, both of human capital, time, 
and financially that our criminal justice system has and what the legacy it imposes on people who go through it. And, but it's so overwhelming sometimes people think like, how can I make a difference? Well, you, everybody can participate in really meaningful, impactful criminal justice reform by doing what they do every day, buying what they need, use your dollars widely, come visit Refoundry site and our flea markets, purchase those pieces. They'll have much greater value for you than their functionality and their design. They'll really tell stories and have meaning. And it's a great way to really participate in criminal justice reform in an active way and tell those stories. Keep That's telling right. stories. We've got to do our part and uh, put put our money um, you know, where we believe and companies that we believe in and, um, and companies whose missions align with ours. And Refoundry is certainly um, one of those, and I should say nonprofits. But um, we want to end and just say that we do have a dear friend, uh, Marge Kleinman, who is watching the program, and she's a very talented photographer. We had her on um, a couple weeks ago, and she's doing um, a series during COVID called Stoop Stories. So she might um, love to hit you up on Refoundry's new stoop, new building to um, take some great, great uh, portraits of you guys. So we will put you in touch, but we hope to see you IRL um, in real life as soon as we can. You too. Uh, we look forward to that. All right. Well, take care and be safe. Thank you so much again, Tommy. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care.